Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Golden West Radio Network presents Crisis. Joellen, go tell Grandpa dinner's ready. Okay. Don't give me any lima beans or I won't eat them. Grandpa, dinner's ready. Tell him to get washed up. Your hands washed, Joellen? Uh-huh. Don't put so much mayonnaise on everything. I'm not putting it on everything. Gives me zits, you know. Oh, it does not. Yes, it does. Hey, where's Pop? Out in the shack? Yes. He's coming right in. Hey, what does he do out there? Just messes around. Oh, be quiet, Joe. You washed up, Grandpa. Now I will. Hello there, Milt. Hi, Dad. Uh, something smells elegant, Irene. It's just macaroni and cheese and lima beans. Smells mighty good to me. Milton, you married a good little cook. My mother trained her from the age of six. Yeah, right. Oh, Dad, don't wash in the sink. Oh, never mind. What, honey? Never mind, Dad. Yes, sirree. There's one thing I'll say for Irene. She was trained at her mother's knee. She could cook a full-course meal by the time she was eight. Now, couldn't you, honey? Remember how Let's you... Let's sit right down while it's still hot. Please pass the macaroni. Wait a minute, Joellen. Oh. Dad, will you tonight? Yeah. Dear Lord, for what we are about to receive, we are truly thankful. Amen. Please pass the... And dear Lord, thank you for the generosity of my daughter... And a good husband who have given me a home. Amen. Please pass the wieners. Use your fork, not your fingers. Joe Ellen. I'm sorry. And eat slowly. You're not going anywhere. Now, Joe, I expect you to eat at least a few lima beans. I hate lima beans. Why do we always have to have lima beans? It's dinner time at the Kesters. A good, solid, fairly typical American family with four mouths to feed. The fourth mouth only recently joined the family circle. Grandpa Samson the recently widowed father of Irene Kester, has come to live for the Kesters, a decent, kindly arrangement, and perfectly practical, just so long as all parties treat each other with consideration. But this arrangement has been going on now for three months, and the polish is wearing off the good manners. The annoying habits are beginning to surface and abrade against each other. Inevitable, you say? perhaps. But what annoys Milt Kester, what amuses Joe Ellen, and what vaguely worries Irene isn't that Grandpa is always around the house underfoot. Oh no, it's quite the opposite. Grandpa is doing something out in the tool shed, building something, and he won't say what. We'll be back in a minute with tonight's unusual tale of crisis, featuring Arthur Kahn, Rosie Saya, and John Amendola. No. No more coffee for me, honey. Well, will you folks excuse me? Going up to bed, Dad? No. No, I think I'll mosey back down to the shed. You put a coat on. It's cold down there. 
All right, I will. <laughs> it's a delicious dinner, Irene. You're sure spoiling your old man. He's unreal. He's your grandpa, Joellen. You be nice. I didn't mean anything, but he is. He must love that old tool shed that smells like oil and old grass. And he smells like oil and old grass. Joellen, haven't you got homework to do? Yeah. Can I go to the library? Uh, do you need to go to the library? Yeah. All right. Wear a sweater and in by nine, you hear? Yes, Mom. More coffee milk? No. Is, is it getting you down having Dad here? No, he's all right. But what is he doing in that tool shed? Mm, puttering, I guess. He lives out there. He always did like to keep busy. Well, that's fine. But he's out there fussing around to all hours. And he's sure not sharpening the lawnmower. Well, did you expect him to sharpen the lawnmower? No. If you'd rather he didn't go out there... No, I didn't say that. But it is my tool shed. And I... Well, well you, know, you never have a minute to spend in it. Well, what's that supposed to mean? Well, you don't. You're gone. Well, that's how I make my living. That's how I happen to sport you and your father. Thanks. Well, I'm on the road. When I get home, I think I'm entitled to a little relaxation. Please, let's not argue. We're not. You never liked the tool shed before Dad came. Oh, it's not a question of liking the tool shed. It's, well, it's just that... Well, what's he doing in there anyway? He's keeping busy. He's finding work to do. Thank God for that. Too many men retire and just go to pieces for want of something to occupy their time. Well, he sure found something. You know, it wouldn't hurt you to go down there and just talk to him a while. When, tonight? He doesn't want company. How do you know? Try it. All right, why not? Maybe he'll let me in on what the Tetherley's building out there. Oh, Milt, what can I do for you? Oh, nothing. Just uh, thought I'd walk down the yard. How are you doing in there? Oh, fine, just fine. You, uh, warm enough? Oh, plenty warm. Got enough light? Oh, just right. Just perfect. Uh, uh, kind of messy place to hang around in, isn't it? No, I don't think so. I enjoy it. Yeah, well, uh, uh, Of course, it's your tool shed. Man's tool shed is his castle. <laughs> uh, if you like it in there. Yeah, i tell you the truth, Milk. I've missed having a tool shed ever since Eunice and I moved to that apartment. You know, nobody ever heard of a tool shed in an apartment house. This is a real treat for me. Yes, sir. Real tool shed again. Well, it's nice that you... Ah, uh, you know, found something to occupy your time. Uh, you must have quite a project going on in there, Gramps. <laughs> I'm always puttering around. Try and keep busy. <laughs> you know how it is. Well? Yeah, uh, uh well, I, uh... I'll sure be interested to see that project of yours when... Whenever it's finished. Your project? Yeah, you know, whatever it is you're working on. Oh, <laughs> well, don't hold your breath, Milt. <laughs> don't hold your breath. Mother! What is it? What has Grandpa done? What are you talking about? Well, just look. I'm darning your father's socks. You can tell me what he's done. Look out the window at the tool shed. Well, what? See? Oh, what on earth? I saw it as I came through the hedge. I couldn't believe oh, it. Oh, my stars. 
door. It looks like a set of bed springs up on a pole. Joe Ellen, go upstairs and start your homework. I don't have any. And then just... Oh... wife phoned me about this. I told her she had to be seeing things. No one in his right mind would hang bed springs from a flagpole. <laughs> now that I'm home, I take it all back. That's just what he's done. Uh, I uh, just noticed it myself. I've been out most of the afternoon. What's it for? What? The bed springs on the roof of your tool shed. Why'd the old gentleman hang them up there? Uh, I really don't know. Of course, it's none of my business, but... Living right next door and all that. I, I understand, really... Mr. Safford. I don't like the looks of it any more than you do. When my father comes back, I'll ask him to take him down. Well, hello, Mr. Safford. How are you? Hello, my dear. I was just over to the hardware store for some things. Dad. Uh, nice my... seeing you, sir. Uh... Talk to you later, Mrs. Kastner. Yeah, come over any time, Mr. Safford. Any time at all. Dad, do you know what he was over here for? Huh? No, I, I was gone when he came. He's complaining about... About that up on the shed. Which? Oh, the antenna. The what? Well, that's the antenna. It's bed springs. And they look... Oh, Dad. Please take them down from there. You know, they do look a little like coil springs at that, don't they? But I'm surprised Mr. Safford didn't recognize them at once, being in aerospace as he is. Now, those are ultra-high-frequency antennas. Dad. Well... Call me when supper's ready. Dad. Hmm? You and I have to talk. Why, sure, honey. Dad, we love having you here with us. You know that. And we, we want you to feel free to, to do the things you enjoy. But, but well, we're concerned about you. You are? Well, yes. You spend so much time out here in this little old tool shed, and... And I see there's a padlock on it now. Yes. Yeah. We've had that padlock for 40 years, Irene. I remember buying that padlock off an old man I knew. Wasn't going to buy it, but then he said something that sold me on it then and there. He said, now someday you'll have something so valuable that you'll want the strongest lock to lock it up. Well, I kept that padlock oiled and ready for 40 years, hoping someday I'd have something valuable enough to justify locking it up with that padlock. And now I have. In that old tool shed? Mm-hmm. But what, Dad? What's in there? <laughs> well, Dad, what? What are you doing in there? Yeah, just puttering around, Irene. I love the feel of tools in my hand, you know what I mean? Nothing is as purposeful as a tool. Well, that's fine, but will you please take those those things down off the shed? I, I can. Not yet. Please. Not yet, Irene. Safford came over and said, what? It's nothing. That was Monday. This is Friday. No, no, no. Fill me in. What did he say? 
Well, it was about the bed springs on the tool shed roof. The what? Well, Dad put these uh, bed springs on the tool shed roof. He, he says there's some kind of antennas. Oh, is that so? What do we got here? Some kind of fruitcake? Hey, what is this? A boarding house for wackos? Look, Milt, he's my father. Where is he? Milt! Look, I'm on the road all week, and I come home and find the old man lugging junk into my backyard. Well, I'm going to tell him who's running this show. Dad, do you know anything about fixing TV? Go back to your room, Joellen. Where is he? Out there in the shed? You're not going to say a word to him. Listen, the TV is going crazy, I'm telling you. Look, I can't fix your TV, Joellen. Phone's ringing out, get it. Jeez, this place has turned into a madhouse. He's an old man, and he's still getting over the shock of losing his wife. Lots of people do strange things when they're under stress. That's for you, Daddy. All right. Okay, I'm coming. Here, he sounds mad. Hello? Yeah, yeah, I just got home. What can I do for you? Oh, oh, yours is too, huh? Yeah, well, so is ours. Huh? It's what? What, coming from what? Our tool shed? Hey, Safford's TV is acting up too, and he thinks it's something your old man is doing in a tool shed. What? Yeah, yeah, I'll go have a look. Yeah, I know he's a nuisance. Don't tell me anything about it. He lives with us. Boy, that's the last straw. Where are you going? Out to the tool shed. Not in that frame of mind. Get out of my way. All right, listen, it's all over. You're coming out of there, and I mean now. Come on, Dad. Come on, Irene and I... We want to talk to you. Come on. Dad, look, Mr. Sampson, darn it, this is my house and my tool shed. I'm sorry, but I'm coming in. Mr. Sampson, it... Dad. Dad! I'm sorry I caused you so much worry, kids. Well, when I saw you passed out on the floor of that tool shed, oh, man, I didn't know what had happened. How do you feel now, Dad? <laughs> Just lots better, honey. All that happened was I didn't follow directions. They don't get anyone in hot water. What directions? What do you mean? No, <laughs> Just the little project I'm working on. Look, what the heck are you working on down there anyway? Milt. No, no. You have a perfect right to know what I'm up to. <laughs> it's, it's nothing subversive, now don't worry. And I guess I've got your neighbor kind of spooked. Mr. Safford? Oh, don't worry about him. Look, Dad, are you playing around with some high voltage or something? Hmm? Well, the reason I happened to come out there was our TV began acting funny, and so did Safford's. He thought it might have had something to do with some, uh, some experiment you were doing. Say, <coughs> excuse me, honey, do you happen to have any turpentine around the house? Turpentine? Oh, you know, just ordinary paint is turpentine. Put it in a steamer and... You... You breathe easier. Milt, do we? Mm, I don't know. Probably not. I can get some, though. There's a hardware that stays open late. You want some, Dad? No, you're going to have to make a special trip just for me. Ah, forget it. I'm on my way. Turpentine. Maybe I can use it myself someday. (laughs) Poor Milt. Dad, you never answered his questions. Any of them. Hmm? What are you doing in the tool shed? Yeah. I guess I've got to tell you. Please. Now, honey, I know you're a grown woman with your own daughter, and you know, you're still my little girl. 
And I, I don't want you to... to lose respect for me. Oh, Dad, I could never lose respect for you. I, I don't expect you to understand what I've got out there, but... But I'll tell you. All right, and, and I'll try to understand. Irene... Irene, I, I... I never was a rich man. I never was able to give you and your mother very much. Because like everyone said, I... Well, I was a dreamer. Just a dreamer. What I dreamed, I knew someday would come true. If I just had the time. Well, since your mother passed on and I've been living here with you and Milt, I've... I've had the time. The time to do what? The time to... to make those dreams come true. Dad, are, are you talking about all those flying saucer magazines and things you collected? Now, now, don't go making hasty judgments. Dad, we thought you got rid of all that trash. Trash? It looked like trash to you, maybe, and your mother, but I learned plenty from those stories. I learned enough to build me the thing I've been dreaming about for 15 years. What do you mean? Now, Irene, you listen to me. Now, Milt, he's a good man, but he has a closed mind. Now, you inherited some of my traits. You got my blood in your veins, so I know you can visualize what I'm going to tell you. Hmm? Now, honey, I have been in contact with people so far beyond us. We're just... just like ants. In, in contact? But, but how? Oh, I built the equipment myself. Oh, it was simple. Of course, none of our electronic people would believe it would work because they've been on the wrong trail all along. But night after night, I've been out there talking to Venus. Dad. And they've been talking to me night after night, teaching me what to do, how to go about it. Dad, listen. No, no, you Listen. Do you know what they taught me? They taught me secrets this world would give billions to find out. How to be young again, forever. Now, how's that for starters? Dad, I think... It's all so simple, Irene. The trick is so simple, we've overlooked it. And I'm right on the threshold now. And tomorrow night... Tomorrow night, honey, your old dad is going to meet the lovely lady who's been my teacher. The lady? Yeah, the, the Queen of Venus. The Queen of Venus is going to materialize in your tool shed. Oh, that's what the antennas are for. That's what the electrical interference was for. Testing. But by tomorrow night, I'll be ready. Dad, Dad your forehead is so hot. You, you have a fever. No, no, it's just excitement, Irene. Now, who wouldn't be excited, you see? When she materializes, she's going to take me back with her. I see. Well, then, you'll need to rest up, so just... Lay there and relax. You're not laughing at me. No, Dad, no. I'm not laughing. You just rest. Thank you, Irene. I'm too excited to sleep, but I'll rest, like you say. found him some turpentine. Thank you, Milt. Well, aren't you going to take it up to him? Sweet of you to go out and get it, but you won't really need it. Oh, that's just great. Wild goose chase. Oh, no. No, while you were gone, I found out all about what he's been doing in the tool shed. You did? How'd you find that out? He told me. Oh, so? Well, what has he been doing? 
He's been getting ready to die. Irene! What are you talking about? Just a second. Coming, Dad! Yes, Dad? Uh, Irene, listen. Now that you know, will you do me a big favor? You know, the Queen of Venus just might come tonight. And I wouldn't want to miss her. Of course you wouldn't. Could, could you... Could you and Milt help me get back out to the tool shed? Is that where you want to be? Yes. I've been thinking it over. And that's where I want to be. All right. We'll help. Go on, Irene. Yes, Dad? Don't tell Milt, will you? Or Joe Allen. Somehow, I don't think they understand. The names of tonight's players and a scene from next week's crisis program after this word. Tonight, Crisis presented Arthur Kahn, Rosie Saya, Beryl Lambright, and Carney Barton in Grandpa and the Queen of Venus. Crisis is produced at Audio Recording Incorporated. This is your writer and producer, Jim French, thanking you for joining us tonight and inviting you to be here next week for Crisis. Crisis.